Hey, what is up, everybody? Episode three of the Will Wonder Pod. Uh, thank you guys for coming back. Uh, top of the show, I want to give a happy birthday shout out to two of my brothers, Robert Chacon and Mike Martinez, uh, two of my closest friends. So I wanted to show you guys love on your birthday week. Uh, let's see, what's new with me? Uh, dentist appointment last week. Proud to say no cavities, which, you know, you might say, who gives a shit? Well, that makes 35 years straight with no cavities. So never in my life have I had a cavity. So yeah, it's kind of a big deal. It's one of those, you know, great streaks in the history of the world, really. Uh, But I digress. Uh, Let's see, what else happened last week? Oh, man. On the music side of things, Tuesday night, uh, late Tuesday night, we find out that Dr. Dre's in the ICU uh, after suffering a brain aneurysm and oh holy shit my my hip-hop life flashed before my eyes uh, I guess you could say you know from chronic to chronic 2001 and uh, you know not to mention his contributions to other artists as a producer I just thought to myself man this is going to be a huge punch in the stomach and a really awful way to kick off uh 2021 if we lose him but shortly after that we uh, saw a post from someone from him or someone on his team on instagram saying that uh, everything was going to be okay uh also some more music stuff I'm, I'm going to start doing what i call saturday selections on the will wonder pod instagram so basically what that is every saturday three new songs that i think are good uh, that i'd like to share i'll put that on my ig story each song individually on the ig story um, so make sure to follow me there for for new music uh, that you can check out once again that's the will wonder pod on instagram want to quickly just touch on the college football title game um, i'm not a huge college football guy by any means uh, and Monday night's game kind of shows why. If you look at four of the last seven national championship games, they've been blowouts. Three out of those seven games, Alabama was the victor. Uh, Alabama was also in two other games, but they had lost. And, and you know, you're not going to fault Saban or Alabama for being great. But uh, there's just a huge talent gap between, you know, the top two to three teams in the nation and the rest of the top 25 uh, you know, and these national title games have been have been pretty bad and, and pretty non-competitive more than they've been good. So that's just really one of the top reasons I'm not in the college football. But, you know, there's a lot of people that are. So it, it is what it is. Uh, you probably won't get a ton of college football talk on this podcast uh, just for, uh, you know, your listeners information. Uh, OK, well, let's hop into news and notes from around the NBA since we last spoke Uh Man, awful. Markel Fultz tears his ACL, uh, not only as a Magic fan, but just a fan of uh, of the NBA. You hate to see it because he was doing so well, really catching his stride, getting back to you know what people expected him to be uh, coming out of Washington as that number one pick. Uh, so it's it's tough to see. You, you have to think Cole Anthony has to step up for the Magic now, but I guess only time will tell there. Uh, you got Bradley Beal scoring 60 points <laughs> against Philly and the Wizards still lose. You know, I saw something that says Bradley Beal's the Deshaun Watson of the NBA and, you know, it sucks. He's leading the league in scoring, but the team just isn't performing. And I, I touched on that a little bit um, in the NBA preview I did on the first pod. Just he has not a very great supporting cast. You have Russ, but what else do you have there in Washington? Um, we had what could be a easily, easily one of the game of the year candidates between the Mavs and the Nuggets 
Luka and Jokic going back and forth. Dallas ended up winning. Um, great, great game if you didn't see it. Uh, one of the uh, more awkward parts of the game, though, or one of the things that wasn't great is uh, Jokic's facial hair. Um, looks like a, you know, like a 13-year-old boy who's just trying to grow it out. So that was kind of awkward. Uh, Steph is looking great. Um, you know, he is second in scoring. I say this, if if Golden State's in the top five in the West, Steph has to be the MVP because he's just, he's just balling out. Again, we're only 10 games into the season, but just some early notes. Uh, LaMelo Ball ends up being the youngest player to, to uh, have a triple-double. And to my buddy Zach Collard, okay, retire his jersey. Um, you know, he's a Hall of Famer already. Um, me and Zach go back and forth about this. I think LaMelo is going to be good, um, but I feel up portions of his game are overhyped. He does have great vision, but I think we need to see more than 10 games of behind-the-back passes and full-court passes to really see what he can do in the league. And, and honestly, I'm still going to stick with Wiseman as my pick uh, for Rookie of the Year. Uh, speaking of LaMelo Ball and Charlotte, Gordon Hayward's balling out leading scorer in the fourth quarter uh, so far this season. During the four-game winning streak, Hayward is averaging almost 30 points, shooting over 55%, 50% from three, 92% from the free throw line. So Jazz fans and uh, Celtics fans hate to see it, but, you know, maybe he's worth that money. I guess only time will tell. Uh, More notes from the NBA they postponed a couple of games due to COVID. I think we're up to six now. Um, and it really makes you kind of worry about the season finishing or finishing on time, I guess I should say. We'll see what happens, but uh, postponing games and rescheduling them can be pretty tough. Um, you know, the NBA was smart in the sense of only scheduling the first half of the season. Uh, and, you know, this is the very reason for that. Uh, the NBA Board of Governors came out with some new rules and restrictions for players today, which are all just kind of you know, dumb in my opinion, but, um, it is what it is. They're just trying to tighten up things there for in the NBA. So they, they don't have to cancel the season or postpone the season. So we'll just cross our fingers. We make it to the end of the season without too many setbacks. Uh, I mean, you know, and honestly in the grand scheme of life, the NBA isn't the most important thing, but you know, if the league isn't around, I'm going to have to get super creative with this podcast. And, and honestly, the free time that me and my wife have watching TV, we're going to have to watch, a lot of Real Housewives and a lot of other dumb shit. So anyways, uh, not, not not that there's anything wrong with the Real Housewives of Salt Lake. Honestly, I watch it. We won't go too deep into that. Uh, last NBA note here. You got um, Kyrie out there in Brooklyn, and he hasn't been showing up. And, and I don't mean he hasn't been showing up in the sense of he hasn't been playing well. I just mean he's not showing up. So... No one really knows why or what's going on. Um, you know, Kyrie is a very interesting guy, and all I can say is I hope that he comes back soon because he's a great player, but it seems like his mental just really isn't there when it comes to basketball. And in all honesty, it may, you know, it may have not been there for, for quite some time now. So I guess we'll see. Wanted to hit some quick NFL notes uh as well. You know, I'm assuming everyone who listens to this saw the wild card games by now, or they at least saw the highlights. And honestly, we'll cover those a little bit later in the pod with Kurt. Um, but this NFL note is about the hoodie Bill Belichick. Um, it was announced that Bill Belichick was going to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom. 
Uh, and, and just a little bit of background on that. The Presidential Medal of Freedom is an award given to people uh, from the President of the United States to recognize um, some people who have made you know contributions to the security or national interests of the U.S., world peace, cultural or other significant public or private endeavors. So I think, you know, Belichick, from time to time, they give it to people in sports. I believe Tiger Woods got it. Um, so the cultural aspect is why Bill Belichick would get this. Um, and when asked about the, the award, Belichick said this. Recently, I was offered the opportunity to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which I was flattered by out of respect for what the honor represents and admiration for prior recipients. He goes on to say, subsequently, the tragic events of last week occurred and the decision has been made not to move forward with the award. Above all, I'm an American citizen with great reverence for our nation's values, freedom and democracy. So shout out to Bill for turning that down. Um, you know, what you think would be the logical train of thought with everything that's transpired last week. Um, but logic hasn't really seemed to exist in a number of people's heads the past four or five years. Um, you know, we all saw what happened at the Capitol last week, and I'm not going to spend hours talking about that because I feel like I can't really eloquently get out my frustrations or how sick that scene made me. Uh, I'll just say this. Anyone with common sense could see that this was coming. Um, personally, I can't wait to move forward from these last four years. The political landscape is the worst it's been in my lifetime. But beyond that, the social landscape is as bad as it's been in my entire life. Um, we as a people have to figure things out. And in the words of the great Martin Luther King Jr., we must learn to live together as brothers or perish together as fools. Okay, like I said, I don't want to spend too much time on that. We could do a three-hour podcast uh, on those thoughts. But let's look ahead to this episode. So what we got coming up for you today, uh, Kurt Pruitt is back from the Thoughts Inside Our Head podcast. We discuss the upcoming weekend's NFL uh, playoff games. Then I have a, a very special guest, owner of Okito brand, Gabby Okito, we discuss everything from his childhood to present day. Uh, we also have a fun giveaway for the listeners of the pod, which we talk about at the end of the interview. Um, we had a lot of fun with this, and I plan on trying to do these at least once a month, bringing in some interesting people with with pretty cool stories. So um, look forward to uh, more of those type of interviews. Um, and then after the interview with Gabby, I will hold true to my New Year's resolution, and we will give somebody some roses. Okay, so we're going to get to those NFL picks with Kurt, but first, this. Come quietly or there will be trouble. Trouble. What's up? And thank you for listening to the Will Wonder Podcast. Please, please make sure to rate and subscribe. But anyway, what up? As a rapper, I go by Gabino Grimes. Gabino is not spelled with an M, and Grimes is simply G Rhymes. Real clever, I know, I get it. Anyway, I just released a 17-track album in an age when people can't stop to pay attention to a single, so f*** off, analytics. Anyway, it's called Darby Hent. That's right, I uh, wrappered up the Harvey Dent character from the Batman series' name. I am happy to say, though, it made it as an honorable mention for Will's album reviews of 2020, also went to the Salt Lake City Weekly and featured on KRCL's Friday Night Fallout Show and Radioactive. 
It's a cathartic piece that I consider my magnum opus. You can stream it now on all DSPs and on GabinoGrimesMusic.bandcap.com where physical copies are also being sold. Now, back to the show. All right, guys, we have uh, Curtis Pruitt from the Thoughts Inside Our Head podcast back to cover the divisional round of the NFL playoffs coming up this weekend. Uh, quick look back at last week. We, uh, we both did pretty well, Kurt. Um, you did better. I know you're going to rub it in my face. Right I now. was, I was going to say my Browns came through, uh, Big ba- time. Baker and the gang put a hurting on, uh, on big Ben. Um, one thing I wanted to note from that game, I think, uh, big Ben had the best worst game of his career. <laughs> he, he, he threw for four TDs, 500 yards, 47 completions, but also had four picks and, they were coming from behind the whole game, but the Browns looked strong. There was a moment in the third quarter where I thought maybe they, the Steelers make a comeback. It was 35 to 23 Steelers had momentum, but then uh, they, uh, the Browns shut that out, which is impressive with, you know, they, they had a lineman out uh, due to COVID their coach <laughs> couldn't coach due to COVID. He was sitting at home watching the game. So uh, fairly interesting. The only game that we lost uh, combined was the uh, Ram Seahawks, which was just a crazy, crazy game in the, in the fact that uh, Wofford goes down early. You get Jared Goff coming in who, you know, was coming off that thumb surgery. And so you're thinking there's no way in hell. Uh, the Rams have a chance, but that Rams defense uh, stepped up and, and did work. And uh, the running back cam makers, 176 yards, one touchdown. So it was a, uh, it was an interesting game. Uh, The only other note that I, I really wanted to touch on from last, uh, from last weekend's games was the Nickelodeon uh, coverage (laughs) of the saints and the bears. Did you get to catch any of that Kurt? I've just seen the memes post game. (laughs) <laughs> incredible with the the ooh, or what do they call it is it ooze the, no the uh slime slime yes yeah. slime when they get a touchdown they did they did a fairly good job though i mean trying to you know explain certain things to kids and um it, it was funny that uh you have the nvp um trubisky and and they lost but <laughs> leave it i saw <laughs> i saw a meme that's like hey nfl when in 10 years you know, ages 18 to 25 don't want anything to do with the NFL. Just remember that you broadcasted the bears offense on the Nickelodeon game. (laughs) Have zero interest in football. So, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's jump into this weekend's games. Um, Saturday, we have the Rams at Packers. Packers are six and a half point favorite. Um, You know, my thoughts on this game the Seahawks defense, when you go back to last week with the Rams and Seahawks, uh, the Seahawks defense is awful. They made the Rams, um, you know, running game look amazing. They made Goff look like a serviceable quarterback. Um, but the thing in this game, the Packers defense is much, much better, uh, especially these last three games that they had played. Um, you, you would think you'd have to worry a little bit about how Rogers has to deal with that front seven of the Rams, but, um, Aaron Donald having that rim rib injury, I don't know how he can be at a hundred percent coming off of that. Um, that's a very vital part of your body <laughs> getting up into the offensive lineman, trying to get around them. Um, so I think my pick on this, uh, it has to be the Packers. Um, and I think they probably 
even though you have Jalen Ramsey probably covering Devontae Adams the whole game, I think Aaron Rodgers finds a way, especially with with Aaron Donald being hurt. But uh, what are your thoughts, Kurt? Um, personally, I think Ramsey's, if anyone's going to shut down um, that side of the field, it's going to be him. Um, I mean, look what he did to DK Metcalf, like completely non-existent in that game um, last weekend. Mm-hmm. But I think the Rams offense is just not going to get it done for them. Um, and and I'm, I'm not saying green Bay's defense is anything special, but they're fine. Right. And fine's going to be good enough to beat either a broken Jared Goff, or I don't know if, is it Wofford? Is that his name? Wofford? Yeah. If he comes back, that, if he that, comes back or not. That was but. a, that was a scary moment when they showed him being put into the ambulance with the neck brace. You, you didn't yeah. really know what was going on, but I hate that man. Yeah. I really do hate seeing that. Um, but I just think, I don't know. There's just too much going on in Aaron Rodgers. Like the question mark of Aaron Donald, um, his injury and how much it's going to affect him. He's going to go, but like how much of a percent, like an 80% Aaron Donald still better than 99% of the league. Right. But is it enough for Aaron to give Aaron Rodgers the edge? Cause we're talking about Aaron Rodgers here. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Packers too. Um, do they cover the spread? That's a, that's a harder question for me. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, it it's tough. Um, I I just uh, again everything every every bit of this prediction hinges on Donald's health, <laughs> right? Uh, because I think you know at at some point if he can't go, that just frees up so much more time for Aaron Rodgers, and and you can't give him time. I will say this though. I, again, we're gonna lock it in Packers. Uh, I'm assuming Packers for yeah. you as well. Okay, yeah, lock that in, chalk it up, put it down. I will say this though. If the Rams are leading at halftime, uh, I'm going to tweet out that I'm switching my pick. I, I didn't, I didn't know this and I don't know if you saw this stat, but, um, they put up that Sean McVay is 36 and Oh, yeah. when, when leading at halftime. So he's an incredible coach, man. I wish we could have kept him. Right. Yeah. I think Ron, I, I mean, among Ron other, among other coaches, well, no, Ron will pay off, but yeah, it's, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Uh, okay, let's get into uh, the second game on Saturday. And this one I think is going to be really good. This is the Ravens at the Bills. Bills are favored by three. Um, you know, you have Josh Allen playing at a ridiculously high level. Uh, he's going up against this Raven defense, which is, I, I, I think it's the best defense uh, left in the playoffs. Better than the Colts were, you know, but Oh man, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. This this is such a hard game to predict because you can't count out what Lamar Jackson brings to the game. I'm sure everyone saw that run that he had um this last weekend. And it's like, okay, who else barring taking Michael Vick out of the conversation, who else would would have you ever seen that has done something like that? Um, and just can totally change the course of the game. So Man, I've gone back and forth with this, but I I, I want to hear your thoughts uh, on the game, Kurt. I feel like this game more than any comes down to like individual matchups. Like, you know, how good is Peter's going to be on digs and how good is that Bill's offense going to handle this Ravens defense? Um, it's it's honestly the hardest game. It's the hardest game for me because I thought the Bills were going to come out and show us that juice and they yeah. didn't. They yeah. definitely didn't. They They kind of got that deer in the headlights feel um throughout the game and then they let they let Alan Cook a little bit there and he he put the game away for him for him and um I just man it's really hard I'm going to go with my gut and say that the Bills have too much um going for them 
Um, and they're going to force Lamar to throw. And obviously we've seen in the past that that's, if you, if you beat him, keep him between the tackles and make him plant his feet and throw. And hopefully they, they can do that and, and pull off a win for me here. Right. Yeah. That, that's the thing you have to stop, stop his run game. I, I don't think Dobbins really makes that much of a difference, but uh, when you look at last week's game, the bills had such a hard time in the beginning with, uh, with Taylor. And it's like, uh, it, I, I've gone back and forth with this game. Um, but I also think the lack of uh, receiver depth for the Ravens, you know, you have Hollywood Brown, but I, it seems like there's something going on there where there's just not a, a connection anymore. So I'm going to lean towards the bills as well. Yeah. So bills Maybe chalk it up. Tremaine Edwards uh, or Edmonds do a little spy action or something. He's not nearly fast enough, but if you can just keep him in the pocket, yeah, um, make him throw. We'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Now we go to Sunday's games, my Cleveland Browns, your Cleveland Browns huh? <laughs> at the Kansas city chiefs. Uh, here we have the chiefs favored by 10. Uh, that's a, that's a huge line right there. Um, this, this game has to, to most people, this game just has chiefs written all over it coming off of just watching the games last week, Patrick Mahomes. I don't know how you can go against him. Uh, but I will say this one thing to, uh, wrinkle and, and something to look at during this game is this is, you could call it the Kareem hunt revenge game. <laughs> and, um, I, 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 people, I'm going to get shit on for this. But I truly think this is a close game. I think the Browns, Offense is just rolling. I think they're going to have their head. I mean, I know they're going to have their head coach back. Um, so it comes down to who do you trust more, Baker Mayfield or Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> um, and here's my pick. I'm going to go with the Browns in this game. Wow. I, think, I think it's going to be close. Okay. I think I think Chubb and Kareem Hunt are going to be too much for the Chiefs defense. Um, and I think Garrett gets to Mahomes just enough. I don't think by any means this is going to be um, a blowout. I think it's going to be, I do think it's going to be high scoring, but I'm going with the Browns here. I, I believe it's believe land in Cleveland. <laughs> And, and I, I have them going to the next round. Right. But How do you if, feel Kurt, <laughs> if it turns into a barn burner, like you want it to, and it turns into a Chuck fest between Baker Mayfield and Pat Mahomes, who do you want it? Who do you want at the end of the game in that situation? Well, there's you, no, there's no right. question. There's no question that I want Patrick Mahomes on my team. Exactly. Out of, so, from any quarterback. <laughs> and if it does <laughs> turn into that, um, which it might, because I mean, the chiefs of anything has, a, they have a flawed defense. Um, right. So I just, I just don't trust Baker whatsoever. I don't, I do not trust him with my life. I don't, I don't, I don't trust him with like going and getting me the correct groceries. We all seen the, uh, <laughs> the ad where he's walking up and he's locked out of his house, which happens to be their stadium and he can't get in. Cause he, he no one's listening to him and he has all the groceries in my mind. He bought everything wrong, just slightly off where I can't cook what I want to cook. So that's what I don't trust Baker with. I don't trust him to win a football game, especially in the second round against, you know, a generational quarterback. Right. I do agree that Miles Garrett is going to make a difference. However, we've all seen Pat do crazy stuff like literally throw looking at one end of the field and just sling it to the left and hit a guy in stride. Um, I just, he's too much. And then you say the revenge game, I'm going to call it the Kareem hunt, 
karma game. Um, he gets go. what he deserves for his domestic abuse <laughs> charge. He's going to lose. That's more, more yeah. accurate. I'm going to be on the right side of history on this one. So uh, lock it in on uh, the Chiefs, obviously, for me. You almost talked me out of it, but I got to stick with with, uh, with my right. gut. Maybe I can yeah. get that game back on you on this one. There you go. Yep, yep. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see See where we where we end up. Uh, all right. The last game on Sunday, we have the Bucks at the Saints. Saints are favored by three here. Um, it's so going back, uh, through the year, the saints have beat the bucks, uh, both times they beat them both games. One was a blowout. The other one was a little bit closer. Um, my thoughts on this game is Tom Brady just seems very locked in. Uh, I won't say the Washington defense is as good as the saints as a whole. I think obviously the front line is better in Washington, but, uh, you know, the secondary there in new Orleans is much better. I think in this game, like I said, Brady's just so locked in. Um, Mike Evans is a monster. I think Godwin's going to bounce back Fournette has really anchored that, that running game. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, with the bucks. Yeah. I mean, as much as I'd like a Cinderella story for breeze to go out on, I think it comes to an end here as well. Um, and I think another point too is in the NFL, it's hard to beat a team three times in one season, right? Historically, it just doesn't go that way. Um, especially when the other team is led by Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, and it's, I just feel like, I mean, Tom more than any ever in his career, he's throwing the ball down the field right now and breeze can't really get the ball more than 30 yards in the air anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really limits just what they can do on, on offense. And, and I just think, I mean, the Bucks have almost as much talent, I feel like, on their defense as the Rams do um, yeah. up and down. I mean, Antoine Winfield Jr. is legit. Even though he's a 5'9", tiny little uh, safety that they have at, out there, he's going to be good for a lot of years. Um, and Dominican Sue still puts out a lot of, uh, I, I guess, he, he still clogs up those running lanes and st- can yeah. still get to the quarterback when he needs to or, or every once in a while. And then uh, Levante David is as good as a linebacker there is in the game. So I just yeah. think they have all three levels covered. Um, and it's just going to, it's going to make it hard on, on the saints to, um, con- consistently score. I think they'll maybe put up 14, 21 points, maybe, maybe get in the end zone three times, but I just, I just can't see him keeping pace with what the bucks can do. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one thing to note from that Washington, uh, Tampa Bay game, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this Kurt, or if, you know, maybe your son's not old enough to have watched this show, but I don't know if you notice Bruce Arians looking like a penguin from Madagascar on the sideline with his mask that I, I, I was going through my game notes, uh, before we jumped on this, uh, call. And I was like, why did I write? Let me, let me first state this. I had had a few drinks watch, watching the Washington okay. Uh, Tampa Bay game, but one of my game notes is Bruce Arians looks like a penguin from Madagascar. <laughs> his mask. So um, yeah, he, I think the, I think the penguin from Madagascar and and the goat uh, Tom Brady uh, just handled things. It's it's they're just too good, man. And they're getting White back, the the linebacker who was out with COVID. You got Pierre Paul, and like you said, there's they're just they're just too good at all positions. Yeah. So you know. On the Arians thing, he looks like his face with a mask on it kind of looks like that chick that is going out to the beach and she buys uh, 
a bathing suit, maybe two or three sizes too small and tries to squeeze into it. <laughs> yeah, so I, what, I, yeah, it was so tiny. That's why I mean, it looked like uh, a beak. And it's, it's like, can't so we get funny. this? He's a head coach of this team. Is there no other masks? I like, mean, can someone just like sew something for this guy? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, oh man, yeah, it's bad, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go Bucks. I mean, we have one difference again in this game, so we're at least going to be t- tied. And I, I feel pretty good about my pick of the Chiefs over the Browns. I don't know. You might have a little drinks in you right now to make that choice too. So. <laughs> it could, that could have been, I, I, I wrote all my uh, predictions last night just, <laughs> and, and yeah, it could have been that there was some, you know, uh, some out, some fizzies involved. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I love, I would love for the Washington football team to have the Taylor Heineke um, Cinderella story where after the game, he throws on his MAGA hat. Um, goes back and watches game film and comes back and wins again. I think that chapter's closing on us too, Doug. We just can't have nice things. We can't have nice things. I think it is too. And for the the people that don't know what Kurt's talking about here, the the quarterback for Washington who, you know, was, I don't know what he was heroic. He was very heroic. He was during the game, but a month and a half ago, I don't know what he was doing. I think he was at school studying, uh, went back to school, but, um, yeah, he had a great game, and then a report comes out that he's a <laughs> that he's you know a very uh, big time Trump supporter, very um, just very uh, in on the queue, the queue a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. But this is the thing: I tried to find evidence of that because believe me, I was getting hit up left <laughs> and right. Like it's like I vouched for this guy, and like I, he was my favorite player of all time from the text I was getting. But I, I couldn't find a lot of evidence of what people were saying. So yeah. I don't know. And it seemed to die quickly and I didn't see anything else after that. I mean, but, um, I mean, a guy can believe what he wants politically. It's just stay away from the conspiracy theories guys. Yeah, for real. Yeah. 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 That's a whole, that we could have a whole hour and a half. <laughs> you could have a whole series on that. Bro. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure there will be, I'm sure there'll be a podcast coming out about uh, the, the landscape and how much uh, online conspiracy theories affected um, the United, the United States government and society and how unstable we are right now. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Someone's going to do it. That's a lot better than me. It's not going to be on the thoughts inside our head. I can promise you that. <laughs> it probably won't be here either because I would just be, you know, I would just Get be a little red in the face the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be hard. It'd be really hard to stay cool. Just read something and be like, and then they think that, uh, these Egyptian gods are going to be like, what the hell are they talking about, man? oh man what can you do man what can you do you just go about life try to enjoy some football you know what i mean sell some (laughs) software and act like you enjoy your job (laughs) exactly i hope steve doesn't listen just kidding (laughs) shout out steve shout out steve manager steve i guess we could call him a big boss baby (laughs) big deals meals to big boss steve i love it (laughs) the thing is is that a-hole probably doesn't listen to my podcast so he'll never hear this (laughs) he asked me about it today maybe he'll jump in and listen Maybe. Well, I'll have to tell him there's a special shout out or something. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kurt. Well, let's see. We're going to review real quick uh, the the upcoming games. So we both have Packers over the Rams. We both have Bills over the Ravens. Um, We're split on the Browns and Chiefs. I rocked with Believe Land. You're going with Patty Mahomes. And uh, we're both on the Bucks train for the Bucks and Saints. So um, obviously, We'll have you back next week. We can we can see uh, how just how far I am leading with the Browns. I'll be at least two games ahead, and then uh, we'll take a look at the uh, upcoming week. Sound good? Sounds good, man. I'll be ready. All right. Once again, uh, Kurt Pruitt, the Thoughts Inside Our Head podcast. I appreciate your time, bro. Thank you. Did you just say thank you?
Bingo! How fun! How fun indeed it is, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to the Will Wonder Podcast. Make sure to subscribe and rate because algorithms, you know? My name is Nate Chacon III, and I am the host of Short Story Bingo. If this is your first time hearing about it, welcome. If not, the retention program has been working. What I do on my podcast is I'm a glorified narrator. The stories that you have heard and some that you have not, it's like Libro.fm, sort of. Think audiobooks with live commentary or reading stories that your friend interrupts with what the f*** throughout. From How the Grinch Stole Christmas to Harold from the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark series, all the way to Easy's Downfall. There's something for everyone. Available everywhere you stream your podcasts. Also find us on IG at Short Story Bingo and shortstorybingo.com. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody. Um, my first guest in these uh, series of in-depth interviews uh, is, is my good buddy, um, owner of Okito Brand Clothing, fellow wrestling fan. Yeah, uh, somewhat of a a new member of the dad gang, and honestly, just a just an all around good guy. Please welcome Gabby Okito. Gabby, how you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. How you doing, man? I can't complain. I can. Thanks complain. for having me, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, to give everybody some uh, some backstory here, I've I've known Gabby for probably about four four yeah. five years now, and uh, four two five, not forty five. Don't get it. Uh, <laughs> Um, and, and one night, uh, we had a pretty in-depth conversation just, uh, about his life, where he came from. And I was like, holy shit, this, this needs to be shared more than just in this kitchen while we're having drinks. So <clears throat> I, I, I wanted him to be my very first guest, um, for these series of interviews. So, uh, we'll just, we'll just jump right into it. Uh, so Gabby, you were born uh september 1990 in the ivory coast correct yes yes correct in the ivory coast mm-hmm. so so give me an idea um and for those aren't aren't familiar with the ivory coast where where is that kind of uh some of the places around there that that people may be familiar with so it's like i would say it's in the west western part of africa so there is like around ghana nigeria those areas so People might know those countries more around here because they're English speakers. So, yeah. Right. Right. Okay. And, and, you know, we had talked a little bit before starting to record and I said, you know, when I was looking you up, uh, although I know quite a bit about you and again, we're friends, but I just wanted to do some of my own research. Um, I would get different things. I would get Ivory Coast and I would also get the uh, Democratic Republic of the Congo. So, what, what why were those things popping up online i thought it was very interesting what you told me <laughs> yeah so i am congolese from the dr congo but my i was born in ivory coast but in africa you're you're from from where your parents are from it doesn't matter where you're born so i am congolese born in ivory coast okay yeah that that was very cool because like i had told you I, was, I i had said man i I now I feel like I don't know where he's from, <laughs> but that's a that's a good way uh, and and a thing that most people wouldn't know. So True. Um, that's 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 very cool. So g- give me a, an idea of what life was like in the Ivory Coast. Um, man, it was dope, man. I was a kid, so I moved out of there when I was about ten years old mm-hmm. to move to the U.S. So man, I was just regular kids having bikes, running around with friends playing soccer, playing basketball, video games. I mean, so it was a regular, you know, childhood. Right. 
just in a different location. Right. Okay. Yeah. And and the story of how you ended up uh, in the United States. Uh, go into that a little bit. What 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 did your touch a little bit on what your uh, what your parents did out there for for work? So my mom was a uh, seamstress. She owned a workshop, you know, making clothes for people, uh, custom clothes. You know, people would come in. She would size them up. She would, you know, do custom fitting and all that kind of stuff. So she was really into the clothing. My dad was a, a botanist, so he worked with plants like RNA and DNA and genome stuff like that. Wow. And yeah, so um, my dad um, had some connections here in Utah, so he would fly out here, you know, do some more research, and he ended up getting a job at USU, University of um, Utah. I mean, University of Utah State University. Okay. And yeah, so that's in Logan, Utah, and my dad got a job there, and eventually he moved the whole family to Logan, Utah in 2001. So 2001, when, uh, when about did you, uh, in 01, did you guys move? It was around March, March, May. So around March. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so that, that's, you know, obviously a day that goes down in infamy a little bit later that year. Uh, you talk about September 11th being, uh, let's see what you would have been 11 years old at the time. Yeah. Uh, what, what, just moving to the U S I mean, what, how did that affect you or, or were you too young to really like soak that all in no i remember i remember because i mean i was moving from a country that was in the bricks of a civil war so okay. we saw a lot of things there like you know that you shouldn't see so yeah um 9-11 scared me because i was asking my dad like this is the safe place like why why are there bombs here you know so as, as a young kid i was like i thought we moved away from that stuff and right it was just it was just a little it was scary because i knew that oh it could happen here too so mm-hmm. Yeah. Was was that a going back to uh kind of what was going on on the in the Ivory Coast? Was that a reason for your dad to kind of look this way to move out here to yes. the states? Okay. Yes, definitely. So, you know, there was a uh, my dad was so my dad moved to do his work, but he was back and forth. Mm-hmm. So, at one time it was around Christmas, he was still around in here working and there's a coup, you know, kind of what happened recently with the U.S. was, right. you know, the yeah. So this was actually a successful coup of like a rebel force that came in overthrew the current people in power. So, wow. which like you know sparked a lot of, you know. So it was uh, it was interesting. So my dad after that was like, all right, we need to get you guys out of here and to a safe place and a, for a better um, future for us kids. So yeah. So yeah, it was, it was yeah, scary times, but yeah, yeah, that that is scary. I, I can't imagine because you're, you're, I'm, I'm sure your dad, um, you know, had some type of work, like you had said, but with the government out there. Yeah. So like that's yeah, that's 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 pretty frightening. So I'd understand why he'd want to just get up out of there. Yeah, basically, when you know someone comes out comes to take over the power, the pe- people that anyone that worked previously with the government, it could be anyone, doctors researchers they want to take him out because they don't want any part of you know they want they don't want any threats right man crazy Mm -hmm. okay so you're you're 11 you move here um uh to to logan utah is that correct logan utah man so what tell me about the culture shock and the difference from being in the ivory coast to coming to uh to logan utah wow there's not even a word to describe it it was (laughs) i mean it was just 
I could it's indescribable how it was, you know. I was mm-hmm. like in a movie, like everyone looked different, you know, they spoke English. I didn't speak a word of English. Uh it was cold. <laughs> it was yeah. man, I talk about culture shock, like especially for a 10, 10 year old kid. It yeah. was it was it was wild. Like it was wild, man. Mm-hmm. So getting used to it, you know, people just the stuff they would do, like you know, we would go to the supermarket because we would be like the only African family in Logan, Utah around that time. You know, there yeah. wasn't many. So we'd be like, all of us, people would be staring at us and they were doing the, the smile where they smile at you and stop smiling right away. Uh, and in our culture, that's like so weird. I was like, why are people doing this? Like, right. why are you fake smiling? Like, yeah. it was, it's different, but here it's normal. It's like, smile, then stop, you know? And <laughs> Yeah. Things like that tripped us out. We were like, man, this is a different place. It's, they're different. Yeah. But overall, though, it was nice because it was like, like, this was like TV, you know? Mm. You know, like we could, because we were in Logan, we could come to Salt Lake and see the Delta Center. This is where <laughs> Jordan scored the, you know, yeah. the, you know, the last shot and all that kind of stuff. You know, it, it was, it was surreal, man. It was surreal. I bet. I yeah. bet. I I know um, you speak a couple of different languages, but you know you said you had moved here and you didn't speak any English. How how long did it did it take you to really grasp uh, the English language and and just be able to communicate on a normal basis? I would say about a year communicate, but it okay. was still you know I mean if you can hear my accent, I still have a little bit you know yeah. So it took me about a year to communicate. Then since I was young, you know, making friends was easy because. And I was black too in Utah, you know, and Logan, I mean, in Logan, Utah, the kids were super interested in me. Like they would be like, I had so many friends, you know, cause yeah. they were like, they thought I was really good at basketball, but I really sucked. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to be my friends, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, because for them, it's like, it was so cool for them. So I, mm-hmm. it, it was really awesome, man. Everyone was super curious. That's interesting. And, and, and really telling like, um, you know, you talk about kids and, and we all know this, like racism isn't something that, that you're born with. It's something that you learn. So like the innocence oh, yeah, of just some sure. kids wanting to, you know, get to know you. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, like they were so cool, man. I remember like, it was just like, it's a dope experience to see everyone looking at you, like looking at your skin and they were, they were so <laughs> interested. It was nothing racial. It was just like, Whoa, you're black. Look at your lips are so different than mine. You know, it was, <laughs> It was real. Yeah. 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 Curiosity and yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so so let's see. Oh one, you you know, about a year you start to learn the language uh mm-hmm. a little bit better, be able to communicate. And um, you know, just knowing you, I know that you you're you're pretty good at soccer, very good at FIFA, but we can get to that later. It's an embarrassment oh, yeah. whenever I touch yeah. the sticks and we play FIFA, but, uh, soccer, <laughs> you know, um, I, I feel like that, that, uh, is a very integral part of your life. So go into a little bit of, of, uh, your experience around playing soccer, uh, here, here in Utah. Cause I believe you were a part of uh, a couple of different teams and you got to travel a little bit. So, so tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so it was nice, man. So soccer was just what you did. You know how basketball is probably popular here, how you do that. You play with friends all the time. It's easy, you know. Soccer is the sport in Africa and worldwide, really. The most of the world plays soccer Mm -hmm. than anything. So it's what you did. It was just for fun. But when I got here, 
like in Africa, I was an okay soccer player. Like the kids were super good there. They're like really good. Yeah. But when I got here, I was one of the better players because it's just not the sport, you know? So mm-hmm. I was pretty advanced compared to the other kids. And I just started falling in love with it. And I started playing with playing, got on like travel teams, you know, traveled all over the U.S., eventually got a college scholarship, you know? So it was yeah. just, it was just what I love to do. And it took me to a lot of places, literally all over the U.S. and got me something really nice, a nice scholarship. And I play at a really great school, got a great experience. You know, it was just, it's, it's just dope, man, how yeah. you could use that. And that's, that's the U.S., you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You, you so that scholarship took you to uh, UC Santa Barbara. Yeah. UC um, Santa Barbara. And, and, you know, again, that's, um, talk about being different from Logan, Utah. <laughs> what, yeah. what was a, another culture shock for you, but what was that like, um, going to UC Santa Barbara? And, and I know that you've made some pretty good friends, you know, from that. I, I think uh-huh. I, had, um, uh, had, I, I, so ba- another backstory here, I had DJed Gabby's wedding and I got to meet some of the people that he's played soccer with, but, um, what was that? what was that like going to UC Santa Barbara um, from, from Logan, Utah and, and getting adjusted to that type of lifestyle? Man, it was different, man. People were way open. Like people were super open. They weren't judging. They weren't as yeah. different. Cause I mean, let's be real. The culture here, it's, there's a lot of Mormons here, you know? So yeah. I was taught that this is bad. This is bad. If you do this is bad, it's bad. And I go to California and everyone drinks everyone smokes but there's the nicest people you could meet yeah. so i was kind of like whoa you know they're actually good people they just like to do these things or whatever you know it was no judgy and these people were just these friends of mine are just so cool like cool people because you think oh he's when i was younger i was like oh he drinks oh he's bad oh he, yeah. he smokes he's bad because that was just the culture here right and i moved away and i just saw that man these are actually like super cool people nice people you know so yeah, that was not- a shock too oh go ahead yeah yeah that was a shock too so i just saw a different side of the world basically for me yeah yeah that's i mean if for for those people that are that are listening to this and and haven't been to utah um especially now i mean back then in 2000 in the early 2000s or the 90s like uh, it, the Mormon church still does have a pretty tight hold of the state, but there's places within Salt Lake city now where it's more, uh, progressive. It's more, you know, just like normal <laughs> to everyone outside of the state. Uh, but back then, man, it, it, it is, it was very, they, they had a, a stranglehold and I'm not here to say, um, you know, there's anything bad about the Mormon church. That's a whole nother discussion, but it is uh once you go outside of Utah, it's a totally different world. And, uh, you know, I had experiences visiting family. I'd every summer I'd go out to St. Louis and, and Missouri and, and go to Memphis, Tennessee. And it was like, Oh man, this is okay. So this is what it's like outside of here. And, um, for kids to not experience that, uh, I'm sure it's very awkward. And for you to be in Logan, your whole, <laughs> you know, your, your teen years and then go out there. I, I can't imagine uh, the, yeah. the very beginning, but that's, that's very cool. So you, you, uh, you're out there at UC Santa Barbara, you finish up, uh, you come back to, to Salt Lake at that time or, or what did yeah. you do after school? Okay. So this is, this is what happened after school. Um, I, 
went to like a sales job in Philadelphia, did that, uh, then came back to Logan. Like, I got this nice degree. I'm going to come back, get some, get some, get a nice job somewhere, start my, start my life, start my career, you know? Yeah. And nothing, man. I can't get a job to save my life. Like, what did, what did you, what did you major in? So I majored in, in like, um, anthropology. Okay. Um, so it is like kind of hard to get a job from there. Mm-hmm. Like unless you're like doing, you keep doing your research, but I figured, Oh, I got this degree from UC Santa Barbara, you know, I'm going to move back and, you know, get a nice job, whatever, you know, a nice yeah. job accounting, you know, the, the, the regular stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that didn't work out. So, and I had this dream always of having a clothing brand, but I was like, nah, that's, that's stupid. That's silly. I always pushed it off since I was like 15, 16. I was like, ah, that's silly. Like, nah, uh-huh. like, keep, keep playing soccer, man. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And once I couldn't really play soccer at the highest level, I was like, man, cause me naturally, when I do something, I, I, I really push hard. Like I want to go, I pushed myself really hard to see how far I can get myself to a higher level of anything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, if I do this, I really have to go for it. So didn't have a job, couldn't find a job. So I walked into this bakery, a great harvest in Logan, really nice guy. Um, I used to go in there when I was in high school. He gave me a job. Then boom, I organized myself. I was like, I'm going to open this business up. I'm going to do clothing. All the money that's coming in, I'm going to start, you know, sampling my items and go from there. And that's how I started this whole journey of being a fashion designer. Okay. And, and, and some, I mean, you know, you talk about that, always wanting to do, to do uh, a clothing line. Mm-hmm. Did some of that inspiration come from your mom? As you, you know, she, you said she was a seamstress or, or yeah, what made you want to get into the clothing um, in, in general? So my mother, yeah, she was, she was always doing clothing and it was always around us. And I didn't think any of anything of it, but my brother introduced me to brands mm-hmm. once we were like 13, like we had the internet at home. We could really, you know, search, research, all this stuff. And he, yeah. he put me onto so many brands, like, this is what they do. This is their sign. This is, you know, and I got hooked from there. You know, okay. he would be looking at like factory pictures from like china of things that are going to start coming out wow. you know you know he was deep in it he was like an msn messenger with a bunch of chinese people yeah but they would you know because it's the factors here people can just snap a picture real quick oh these 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 shoes are coming out in a year or they're starting production for this so he was deep in it so i, I fell into it too and it's just became part of what I did every day. I would just look to see what's coming out, how they make this, how they make that. But I didn't know this was prepping me for what I'm doing now. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So you, you, your brother got, you know, really got your will spinning. I, I want, how did he, uh, and you may not know this, but how did he become a part of those groups to know what was coming so far in advance? Oh, like, back, oh, back then there was forums, like there's forums of everything, you know, okay. but yeah, and you had to like um, translate because there would be like a Nike talk form that's all in Asian. So you had to like mm-hmm. copy and paste to translate what they're saying. They had links up there and people didn't know. So it was just, it was just that kind of stuff. It's what he showed me, you know? Yeah. And 
it just it just got me into it. It just it could be it could have been anything, you know. And my brother, I follow anything he did, so it could yeah. have been anything. And <laughs> thank God it was clothing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it, man. I know you can't. You, you, the the uh, everything that you know, people, someone like myself too, looking up to my older brother. It's like, man, I'm glad you weren't just like a crazy. <laughs> horrible human being because who knows right. how i would have turned out <laughs> <laughs> it's true i believe that I truly believe that yeah that's that's awesome so yeah um and and i'm gonna put up a lot of different pictures and and different things uh, uh for the clothing brand on the uh the will wonder pot instagram and you can always look up gabby's stuff um on okito brand um but give me an idea so you have a you have a I don't even know in, in fashion, if you call it a mascot, but it's like your logo, not even necessarily a logo, but give me an idea. The Okapi, right. I'm saying that correct. Yeah. Okapi. How did you choose that as your, is it a logo? Would you call it a logo? What would you call that? <laughs> yeah, it's a logo. Okay. It's just like Nike with the swoosh. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and the only reason I know it's Okapi and that's how you say it specifically is my son has a book that goes over all these different animals and it says Okapi and tells you how to pronounce it. But, but go ahead and tell me, how did you come up with the Okapi as your logo? So to be honest, I had a hard time finding a logo. I was like trying to do like, I was at the time when I was starting a brand, this was six years ago. I, mm-hmm. I tried to do like arrows. I was into arrows. I don't know why. Because <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know what, what the logo was going to be. I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is hard. <laughs> yeah. And my dad travels the world. Like, he travels all over the world. Mm-hmm. So he had this photo album of all of the bills that he collected from where he traveled. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he, and he had these old Congo bills. And it had this like animal and I was like, what? Like, it looks strange. I was like, is this real? This is no way it's real. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's actually real. And it's only found in our country, which is the DR Congo. And I was like, that's it. Like, this Ooh. is my logo. Like this, the, the meaning is done. Like it's where I'm from. They're unique. They're rare. They're, it was everything. I was like, I, right. the Okapi is the official, you know, logo for, for keto because it represents me and it represents the brand because right. i'm from congo the okapi is from congo it's rare it's unique it's made uh, like you know from home like it's mm-hmm. it was everything man that's awesome that's it just that's made cool sense story yeah yeah yep that's 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 very cool so you've uh you started okito brand in 2014 had you ever thought of different names like was it always okito brand oh my gosh <laughs> I was trying to be so cool. Like I was trying to, because around the time there was like, there's like, ah, these brands were coming out. It was like fear of God just came out, you know? Oh, and yeah. I was like, Oh, I gotta give, I gotta give myself some crazy name or it was like Pyrex vision before off white, you know, yeah. I was like I had to be like hip and cool. But then I, it took me like months to come up with the name. Then I, then I was like, Okito, like, you know, then it will just stick with me forever. Kind of yeah. like a lot of the fashion designers that just have their name on their label. Yeah. That's it. You you have a perfect last name for this. Like that's one of the <laughs> last names. And, 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 you know, it's not long. It's just like Okito. It's yeah. perfect. So it like, fits. it rolls. I always wondered if you would, you know, thought about other names and, or if it was just right from the jump, but it's a perfect, it's a perfect name for a clothing brand. Like, thank you, man. It's, yeah. It's perfect. Now, one thing I wanted to touch on, um, a lot of people, so I met you, uh, you know, you said, Hey, I'm Gabby. Da, 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 we mm-hmm. had chopped it up, but a lot of people may know you, um, by another name. What, what's that other name and, and why <laughs> that name? 
Man, so it was just a nickname that basically I kind of gave myself, you know. I was just mm-hmm. with a friend, we were playing FIFA, and I was playing with this player. Um, people don't know this, but this guy is a legend. His name is Pirlo. Okay. And I was just playing really well with him. I was like, all right, my name is Pirlo from now on. Everybody's going to call me Pirlo. Like, this <laughs> is my name now. And it was just, literally, it was a joke. Like, you know, then it kind of stuck. And this is my nickname with my friends. Uh-huh. But this is what happened with um, the brand. I kind of wanted to s- separate myself from Gabby and Pirlo. So yeah. Pirlo is the designer. Like, what's up? Like, you know? Yeah. The, you know, so I I made Pirlo. He's like Okido. Like, you know? Right. He's the personality and, behind, I mean, yeah. the face. The face. Exactly. That's yeah. Pirlo. Yeah. Okay. But I just needed to separate. You know, if you know me as Pirlo, so I know that, ah. This guy knows me from the brand. That's our relationship. But if you know me as Gabby, like you're my friend outside of, yeah, you know. You know, when yeah. we, we had had that first conversation and I started following your Instagram mm-hmm. for the clothing. And then I remember in one of the first videos that I had saw, you were like, hey, what's up, everybody? It's Perlo. And I was like, so what is this motherfucker's name then? <laughs> <laughs> That's great, like, man. This guy just, did this guy give me a fake name? Like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, okay. I, I did want to touch on that because a lot of people who listen to this or have seen, uh, you know, the Okito brand or followed it would know you as that, you know, and I don't want them to think that, uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, that's your actual name or, or what have you. So, um, you know, Okito brand is, has definitely evolved and, uh, throughout the last five years or so, six years definitely. now. Yeah. Um, one thing that I know a lot of people, um, that may not be familiar with your brand, but I know they have seen these shirts as the cold shoulder tees. So, uh, uh, and I'll, I'll put up again, all, all the stuff that I talk about here, I'll put up pictures on uh, Instagram and, and you can see all of this at his uh, website. Uh, it's okitobrand.com. Yeah. O-K-I-T-O yep. brand.com. And then also uh, on Instagram at okitobrand. Um, but mm-hmm. what, what was the idea behind that cold shoulder tee? And this is going to hit hard for everyone who's a, a fan of the Utah Jazz, but but talk about that a little bit. Oh, okay. So the story is I was trying to like, you know, get the jazz players to wear my stuff because I mean, you know, they got, they have visibility, you know, yeah. they have people follow them. So I was like, you know, hey, like I will get in contact with them, you know, like, hey, um, I'm Pirlo, you know, I make this stuff. They'll be like, dope, man, I love it. Yeah, let's get it going, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'll get him the stuff. Or I was just, you know, I'd be like, all right, man, you want, when do you want to meet up? Never hear back, you know? Mm. And it was always like for like a year or two, a year or two. And I was like, all right, man. So that that design is basically, I was going back to when I first knew the jazz you know like like with the mountain logo in the 90s where they were really good playing yeah. against michael jordan that's when i first came to the state you know like it was the end of it but they will still have those jerseys yeah but it was more of releasing my frustration because i was getting the cold shoulder from them yeah that's... you know and i was like let me put this frustration into design and not you know give it give it any power anywhere else Mm-hmm. So I put it on the sh- on the on the arm, and it's just a cold shoulder, and that design just really hit people. It took people back to the glory days. For me, I had my own story. People had their own 
experience and stories with it. And it just, it just took off, man. It was amazing. That's awesome. See, I see. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even know that particular part about the, the jazz players just kind of like, Oh yeah, let's meet up. And then, yeah. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm nobody to them right now, you know? So for them, it was like, eh, like, yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 No, so. that's, that's awesome. And I, I'd, uh, I'd imagine they'll sold like crazy just yeah. being, being in, in the state of Utah and then just how nice they are too. Like, I don't want to, I'm not gassing you up or gassing the, the clothing brand up by any means, but it is really high quality clothing. Like, throughout my time DJing and doing music and being around scene, you know, the hip hop scene, people be like, Oh, I'm starting a clothing brand. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then you get it. And it's like, Fuck. like you might, <laughs> you might be able to rock it once, but then after a wash, you're like, what hat? Like what? I'm going to put yeah. this on my son now. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's strength. And it's like, I put my arms up and everyone's going to see my stomach. And let's be honest, the, the dad bod is in full effect. So <laughs> But your, uh, your, your clothes are really, really very high quality, um, articles of clothing, which, you know, and again, when I first met you, oh, I got a clothing brand. I'm like, all right, man, that's cool. But then when I got some of it, I was like, holy shit, this is really, really nice clothing. So maybe explain a little bit into what goes into you actually putting out these clothes. I mean, you don't need to give away any trade secrets, but like, I'm assuming you work with a distributor, but it's. It, they're just so I'm, I'm wearing the whole sweatsuit right now. And, and not even just for this interview, like I just wear this sweatsuit since I've gotten it. My man. <laughs> but what, what goes into, you know, you creating these clothes? I'm sure it's a, a pretty long process. Um, yes, it is. It is. Um, it takes a lot of time because you have to sample it. You have to know which fabric blend together. You know, it's, it's a whole science. It's not just, Oh, here's a t-shirt. Yeah. We really go through everything. So anything we release, you know, we test that out for quite a bit to make sure it's good, it's sturdy. There's so many items that we haven't released because we just didn't get it right or it's just that one little thing that's off. And that's more of a, you know, an artist's disease, you know, because you're mm-hmm. so hard on yourself. But I really go hard to make the best product for the customer, you know. Yeah. And so that's that comes with the knowledge from, you know, my mom, you know, she knows and she tells she taught me like a bunch of this is how you stitch this, this is how you do this, this is how you blend these fabrics so it doesn't shrink, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And from brands from my brother, he would show me all these brands and I would look at the quality and how it was done and you know, all that kind of stuff. So kind of blend that all together and just made some damn good clothing, you know, it took yeah. some years, but now I'm you know, I'm a pretty comfortable place where I can make pretty nice stuff you know i don't want to compare myself to anyone but i know what i can make and i know you know how long it will last all that kind of stuff so right. it's kind of a it's it's pleasing to see and yeah. do yeah man i i uh i love it and again i'm not just saying that because i know you it's it's really uh really good clothing so um appreciate it yeah. And, and I know you would, um, you know, put up some shoes, you had sold some shoes. Is that something like, g- give me an idea what, what your vision is for Okito brand going forward. Are, I, does you have the shoes? Are you trying to go more into that? And also what, what, a you know, what's your five-year plan, Gabby? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll tell you. So my vision with Okito was basically, I'm going to take the Ralph Lauren route, you know, eventually get, you know, uh, license and be able to make everything and yeah. be a, a household, you know, brand. And that takes a lot of years. It takes a lot of work because I don't want to limit myself to 
clothing, but that's why my name is not Okido Clothing. It's Okido yeah. Brand. A brand you can make anything. Oh, I love so that. I don't want to just be stuck making clothes. No, like I'm trying to make a lot more stuff. Like you tell me what a brand makes. Like you can go to Ralph Lauren and buy soap. You can get yeah. towels. You know, it's a lifestyle. So it's what I want to be. You know, where like Clavin Klein, they sell you anything. Mm-hmm. You got cups, you got, you know, so I don't want to limit myself to a clothing brand, but just making really good product. That's, yeah. that's my chase. That's awesome. That's good. And I, I, I know, uh, I know you can do it. I mean, I already said this, but the quality's great and it's, it's gotten better over time too. I mean, when I even got those first shirts that I had ordered, I was like, these are really nice, but it just seems to get better each time you put out a collection uh, and are are you just trying, to, are you trying to do every season or how often are you trying to put out? Uh, so since, you know, we're just a homegrown, you know, brand it's, yeah. we don't really have to follow seasons. Mm-hmm. It's quite nice because we can release anything at any time and our fan base, you know, they're there. So yeah. it's, it's about just keeping consistent, but not having to follow. All right. This is, spring summer we need to release this date no we release it whenever we want however we want you know and that's the nice part about it you really don't have to follow what people are doing yeah yeah do you do you think going forward once you grow this brand and and it gets bigger are you uh i guess worried might not be the word but are are you concerned that you might have to start doing that or are you going to try to stick with the way you've been doing it um you know it's <clears throat> so how it works is it's a system, you know? So let's say once it gets that big, you know, and there's like, for example, Paris fashion week, right? You, you, you know, you kind of, whatever is happening around there, the buzz is hot, you know? So you kind of have to be around and do something because people are looking at clothes and everyone's mind is thinking of this and that. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to follow, but you can do it on your own, on your, on your own lane, you know? So yeah. It's, it will eventually, you know, once it gets to that point, you have to follow and, you know, have deadlines and all that kind of stuff. Cause it's a bigger project with a lot of people involved. But for yeah. now, you know, we'll keep it um, like this as long as we can. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Well, well, we've, we've talked about Okito brand. We'll uh, let, let's dive back into the personal life just a little bit. Um, yeah. I was lucky enough to DJ your wedding. Had a lot of fun doing that. Um, yeah, uh, it was, it was the coolest, one of the coolest weddings that I had ever DJed because I'd never DJed an African wedding like that. Yo, some of the traditions you had told me before, Hey man, it's going to be kind of loud at times and there's going to be some (laughs) money thrown. And I was like, ah, that's cool. (laughs) But the first bit of money thrown, I was like, Oh shit. (laughs) I love this. And hopefully there's some type of tradition where like someone comes and throws money at the DJ's face. Cause I'll take it. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, it was, it was a very, very fun, uh, wedding. It was, uh, and, and I mean the dancing, it was all night. It didn't stop. So that, that was great. And you put me up on so much different type of music that I had, I had never necessarily played, but I tell you, man, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, so, you know, being somewhat newly married, um, how has that been? Is it, is it an adjustment? Um, you know, you got to start swatting down the DMS coming for free clothes from, you know, certain type of people or, or it's, it's, it's nothing, right. What has it been? You know, 
<laughs> the best way the best way I can put it is you joining with someone else's their lives, you know. Yeah. So you have to balance what you can and can't do. And you know, when you're married, you join forces. Yeah. So it's about communicating to, you know, joining like this is or what our life's gonna be. And you just have to communicate. You have to let your partner know, like, hey, this is what I like. I don't like this, I like this. And yeah. That's how you move forward. So, yeah. it, I mean, of course, everything you said, yeah, is it an adjustment? Of course, it's, it's an adjustment, but it's sure. someone you love, so it's much smoother. Yeah, and, and you want that adjustment. Exactly, right? exactly. Yep. So, yeah, I'm definitely in love, you know, with my wife. It's It's been, you know, marriage is marriage, you know. Everyone's marriage is different, but yeah, I'm, I'm loving it, you know. We just had a kid recently, and it's yeah. just things that happen in your life, you, uh, it's... You you can't really describe the feeling because you just don't know how to even say it in words. Mm-hmm. So you know what me and my wife been able to do, and like it's just I'm grateful, you know, to have yeah. met someone like her too, because she pushed me with Okito with things, you know, in my life. It wasn't right. just you know, it was everything. She just helped me grow as a person, and it's one of the best things that could have ever happened in my life for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I. I mean, I'm right there with you. Like the, the, uh, when you're in a really good relationship and, and you have that support system, like you feel like you can do anything. So, um, yeah. I know, I know she's a hundred percent behind you. Um, what I going from there, I mean, let's be honest. Y'all wasted no time, um, popping this baby out. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Bro. Like you guys were married and then all of a sudden you had said, Hey, we're having a baby. And I was like, let me do the math here. Was it an hour yeah. and a half after the wedding? <laughs> but that's, that's amazing. T- tell me, yeah. I, I know you're a new, you know, uh, newly m- new member, uh, of, of, of the dad gang of, of fatherhood in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but tell me what that's been like, like I, you said, it's hard to describe, hard to put in words, but mm-hmm. what, what has that been like for you? Oh man. Life changing. Oh. Yeah it really put in perspective what life is about. Um, yeah. You know, keto is cool. Like, you know, it's my passion. It's what I love to do. But having a son, it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Um, because you start to see someone being so small and you watch them grow and they look at you and everything is, their whole world is you. Mm-hmm. That feeling, oh man, like you you have to it motivates you so much like you're like you have to get up your ass and like give this kid the life that you know that you could never imagine you know yeah so that's the type of things that every every day you wake up you see that that's amazing yeah that's amazing yeah yeah i uh i know that you and i had had a couple of conversations prior to um, your son being born, but I, I just remember telling you like before my son was born, everyone would say, yeah, everything's about to change. Everything's about to change. And when you're in that, when you're pre baby, you're thinking, I know I'm not going to be able to go out. I know I'm going to be tired. I know yada, yada, the, the, the little shit, but yeah. it's really your mind state changes and what you want for your life and, and your focus is change and it's it's really cool like you said you're that baby's whole world like that baby doesn't know anything different so 
um, it's a, it's, it's, it's a crazy feeling, but I'm, I'm really happy for you guys. And I'm not going to be like everyone else. Once you have a kid say, Oh, when's the next one coming? Because you're just trying to wrap your head around having a kid <laughs> in the first damn place. I know, man. <laughs> I know, man. It's, it's, it's hard work, man. They're out here. It's just making you work from wake up to sleep. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. All right, Gabby, I'm not going to take up too much more of your time, um, but in these these interviews I, I plan on doing, I want to get in some OT questions. So we just tied up the game. We're going into overtime. These are going to be some kind of quick uh, hit questions. Um, you don't have to deep think too deeply into them, but uh, right. just what comes off the top of your head. So the first one, uh, what was the last show that you binge watched? Oh, it was... All or Nothing, it was a reality show about the Brazilian national team and going to a tournament of soccer. soccer. Okay. okay. Yeah. Is so, that on Netflix? No, it's on Amazon. Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All or Nothing. I'll have to, I'll have to <laughs> check it out. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Um, if you could book your dream concert, which five artists or groups, dead or alive, would you have performing? Oh... <laughs> So I will have White Cliff. Okay. He's dope. Um, Nas. Um, we had two. Yep. Jay-Z for sure. And I have this African um, artist. His name is Kofi Olomide. Okay. So your listeners probably don't know him, but if anyone that's African, they'd be like, oh, shit, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and, man, I think that's – four, that's good. Four? I think four is okay. good, yeah. We'll just have a little yeah. bit longer set. Hey, I mean, let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's set. add one more. Outcast. Outcast. Ooh, yeah, those, yeah, they were, yeah, they were, they were a little different for me. Like, okay. damn, look what he's wearing. Oh, shit. <laughs> I love Outkast. That's yeah, one of my favorite groups ever. Okay, I'd yeah. I'd be at that concert. I'd pay I'd pay to be there for sure. <laughs> for sure. Okay, next question. Uh, this starts out a little dark, but it's not dark. I promise. So you <laughs> you have twenty four <laughs> hours to live. What's your last meal? Oh, my last meal will be uh, fried plantains. Okay, uh, fried plantains, uh, grilled chicken, and rice and Pundu. Pundu. What's that? <laughs> it's cassava leaves. Okay. I'm gonna have to Google that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. It's a Congolese dish. Okay. All right. Perfect. Okay. Uh, all right. Next question. LeBron or Jordan? Jordan. Oh, that's hard, man. Why, why do I have to pick that? Hey, it's just what it is. Okay, you know what? I'll, I'll, I can let you off the hook if you want to say both. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Like, <laughs> and the people, whoever picks one person and, and starts talking shit about the other person, <laughs> they're wrong because these are just two legends. You just got to let them go. Just you can't you can't right. pick from one another. Like, just let it go. What yeah. do you think? I'm gonna throw this back at you. Listen, I, I, I in the last five years, my respect no LeBron or Jordan. <laughs> okay if you're just saying i can't give any context i'll say jordan <laughs> okay see i mean it, and yeah, it's, it's hard, hard. because, it because hard, you gotta man. if you gotta give a contest to anything yeah. that means you just let it go just, yeah. just let it go <laughs> okay I'll, <laughs> I'll note that i will not ask that question again <laughs> a, a, a lot of a lot of people are gonna feel a certain way about this but absolutely hey. 
Yeah. No, they're both, they're both great. And I think there's, there's, uh, you know, there's reasons for both of their greatness. LeBron doing what he's done at the level he's done since I was in high school, he's a year older than me. And for me to think he plays that many games and, and plays at that level, it's, it's, re, it's crazy. But yeah. also Jordan was just so untouchable, but I mean, you go back and forth with, you know, it, it it's going to be a never ending debate. I think yeah. un- unless, um, LeBron gets another ring or, or I guess he needs two more, but it's, it's just tough. So I, I, I know that you and I, and uh, with our friends have had that discussion. <laughs> I wanted to put you on the spot. So next time after COVID's over, we have a get together. Um, someone I can know. be upset with you, you know, but it's all sounds good. good. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> all, right. Ready. all right. The next question. Um, and if you don't want to release this information or this person's name, that's fine. Yeah. Who's the most famous person to grab some Okito brand clothing? Minus myself. Uh, <laughs> um, I would say James Harden. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Okay. Um, it was crazy. How did that? Yeah. Give me, give me some context there. What happened there? So James Harden came to Utah. This one, they were playing them in the playoffs. He okay. came here and he was like, he told his public, his stylist, like, they got him, they had this deal with Clavin Klein. And okay. he had to wear all of it in the tunnel, in the tunnel thing. And um, oh, when you're walking into the game, yeah, yeah, yeah that was the deal. He had to okay. wear it in the okay. tunnel. And he came to Utah, and it was hot as hell here, and it was a crew neck. And he was like, "I don't like it. I want to make it short." Mm-hmm. So his publicist looked around for clothing brand people here in Utah because he was already at the hotel. So I get a call. And then some of the representatives like, hey, you know, we have, pl-. they didn't say who it was. Like, hey, we saw you, we saw you do clothing. We have a player uh, that needs some tailoring done for his, his crew neck. Mm-hmm. Can you be at the what hotel where they're in? Grand America, one of those hotels. Can you okay. be there in 30 minutes and get his thing done? I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. And I was like, man, ask who it is. And they're like, James. I was just like, oh, I didn't even ask the last name because I knew right away. It's yeah. Like, Rockets. So, yeah. You're like, yep, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Headed over to the to the um, hotel. It was kind of crazy. And I was like, I'm here for James, James Harden. And they're like, yes, he's expecting you. And uh, they had this person come escort me to his room. Damn. So, yeah. So I guess the real question with it being James Harden, was there strippers in the, in the hotel room or <laughs> we all know how he likes to park. <laughs> I'm playing. That, that's that's right. really cool though. That that's, uh, yeah. that's, that's definitely cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see here. Um, all right. Being that, uh, you know, you are a clothing designer. If you had to leave Okito brand and take over um, to be a designer for any clothing company or brand, who would it be? Daily paper. Daily paper. Okay. Again, man, I'm, I'm, I'm out of the, uh, apparently I'm out of the but game. But there's so many, but that's like my favorite brand right now, daily paper, but there's so many that are dope, man. Like, oh okay. my gosh. But yeah, I would say probably that, or maybe one, that a brand from Asia called ready, um, ready made. So, okay. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Okay. Last question. And this is a hard one, but, um, in my first podcast, I had said that there's going to be some wrestling talk and you, my friend, I know yeah. are, are, are a wrestling fan. We had, I had so much fun at raw with you and, um, our buddy, Daniel, you talking <laughs> shit to the wrestlers and just being in it. Like 
it rejuvenated me. I, I love wrestling, but I was there like, yeah, yeah, fuck you, Randy Orton. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So, I was so you, you tell me your you have a Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. Who's on that Mount Rushmore? All right. All right. I'm going to start. So Mount Rushmore is like four people. Yep. Yep. For sure, Booker T, for sure, Booker T. Um, I like Hulk Hogan is my number one. The Hulk is my number one. He made me eat my greens, my veggies. <laughs> I was healthy as a kid, <laughs> but he was all drugged up. Yeah, yeah, thanks, yeah. Hulk. And we all know how his, how his career turned out the last couple of years. But yeah, yeah. Okay. the character Hulk Hogan, I love it. Yes, okay. Hulk Hogan. Ah, The Rock. Of course. And ah. Rey Mysterio is up there, man, because me, me and my dad love him. Like mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio was was it. Like, yeah, he's 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 still wrestling too. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. We saw him at that show, and yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you got Ray, uh, The Rock, Hulk Hogan, and Booker T. That's solid. Booker That's T, solid. yeah, Booker T, yeah. Okay. Not because he's hip right now, because of the song, but Booker T was my guy. Like, right. you know, like sucker. Like, you know, he was <laughs> he was popular. Oh, I forgot yeah. Goldberg. Goldberg got to be in there. Goldberg got to be in there. Okay. Yeah, 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 now, yeah, who are you yeah, taking yeah. off? You only get four. You gonna take uh, off Ray for Goldberg or what? what? Yeah, Ray's got to go for Goldberg because that's like <laughs> that's like that was like my personal like WCW like like it's okay he's gonna save the day type of guy. So. Right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. Perfect. I, I, uh, I have a funny Goldberg story. I'll share that for another time when I get deep into <laughs> wrestling talk. But uh, <laughs> let's just say somebody made me miss Goldberg's very first uh, victory of his streak. And I'm not even a Goldberg mm-hmm. fan, but as a wrestling fan, you would want to see that. But anyways, uh, I digress. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Okay, uh, Gabby, go ahead and plug your you know website, your Instagram, every, wherever the people can find you. How do they do that? So Instagram is Okito Brand, so it's O K I T O Brand, and you can find me there. You know, and from there, my website www.okitobrand.com. You know, that's where you can shop and get some some dope gear. And yeah, man, we're just mostly on the gram. You know, you can find me on there, and I'm always you know active, liking. So you can talk to me. I'm right here. Yeah. Perfect. And speaking speaking of uh, Instagram and and uh, pulling your clothing brand in, we're going to do a giveaway for uh, listeners of this podcast and followers of uh, the Will Wonder Pod. So, uh, what you need to do, you need to number one be a follower of the Will Wonder Pod. You need to number two be a follower of Okito Brand on Instagram. Uh, and then Wednesday, when I release the podcast, I will put up exactly what you need to do to get your name entered to win uh, a t-shirt from Okito brand. So uh, we can get into that later. But again, there will be a giveaway. Make sure you keep your eyes on Instagram um, for a chance to win an Okito brand t-shirt. So yeah, all right, yeah. Gabby, uh, anything, anything else you want to touch on before we head out? Man, I'm just, I appreciate you, man. Like, I appreciate you letting me on this podcast. Like, I listen, it's, this is the third episode, but I've been listening. I know, I feel like I've been listening forever because <laughs> I can, you know, I like it, man. You talk about yeah. the stuff that I, that I, 90s basketball. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. So it's dope, man. Thank you, Gabby. Appreciate your time, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, let's give away some roses, shall we? Um... This first set of roses, um, 
has to go to my wife. And I know you guys are all, but uh, let, let me explain. So she's an amazing mother to our son, spends so much time with him, uh, playing, reading, teaching, you know, being patient during his meltdowns because... I mean, at the end of the day, he's he's almost three years old and, and meltdowns are just a part of life right now that can be frustrating and require extreme patience, which she has. Um, he's also at this phase where 90% of the time, all he wants is his mama and, you know, she's right there for him. It doesn't matter if it's 4 p.m., 4 a.m., you know, or any time in between. Uh, additionally, she's, she's just an amazing partner to me and, and always has been, uh, her love is unconditional. And I know that <laughs> because she says, I look great when I'm in mid December, you know, fat dad form, or, you know, if I'm peak, you know, athletic condition. Um, I mean, let's be real though. I, I haven't been in peak athletic condition since well before my, my son was born. It just, it's just something when you have a kid, um, where you actually get a dad bod. But anyways, you understand what I'm saying. She's always pushed me to be the best that I can be at whatever I want to do. And honestly, she's always been my biggest supporter. Um, on top of all of this, she hasn't really um, lost her sense of self. Um, we all know, I shouldn't say we all know, anyone who has a child knows um, you know, just how crazy it can be after that baby gets here. Especially your first... Um, a lot of things change and, you know, it's not just physically, it's mentally, um, everything changes, man. And, and she, she really found a way to get back to who she wanted to be, um, you know, after my son got here. And on top of all of that, she stays committed to her job. She, she, does so much for the company that she works for. And, you know, I just want to give her these roses, like I said, I mean, I give her real roses, but these metaphorical roses while she's here to smell them. That's been the plan going forward. Um, just showing love to people and letting them know how much I appreciate them. All right, we're going to head out now. Um, as always, subscribe, comment, and rate on the podcast. Find me on Instagram at the Will Wonder Pod and on Twitter at DJ Will Wonder. See y'all next week.